0: The Lord was ready to save me. Therefore, we will sing my songs with stringed instruments all the days of our lives in the house of the Lord. Excerpts from the book of Isaiah. Comfort, yes, comfort my people, yes, says your God. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low. The crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Behold, the Lord shall come with a strong hand, And his arms shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arms, and carry them in his bosom, and gently lead those who are with young. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hands? Measured heaven with a span and calculated the dust of the earth in a measure, weigh the mountains in scales, and the hills in a balance. Who has directed the Spirit of the Lord, or his counselor has taught him? With whom did he take counsel, and who instructed him? And taught him the path of justice. Who taught him knowledge? And showed him the way of understanding. Behold, the nations are as a drop in a bucket and are counted as the small dust of the balance. Look, he lifts up the aisles of every little thing. To whom then will you liken God or what likeness will you compare him? For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, for I will help you. <laughs> Excuse me, pages are stuck. <laughs> To whom then will you liken me, or to whom will I be equal, says the Lord, Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high, and see who has created these things, who brings out their hosts by number. He calls them all by name, and by greatness of his might, and the strength of his power, none is missing. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be worried. They shall walk and not faint. Keep silence before me, O coastlands, and let the people renew their strength. Let them come near me. Then let them speak. Let us come together for judgment. You whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and call from his Father's regions, I said to you, You are my servant, I have chosen you, I have not cast you away. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God, I will strengthen you, yes, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, fear not, I will help you that they may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord has done this, and the Holy One of Israel has created it. Behold my servant whom I uphold, my elected one in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. You will hold your hand and will hold your hand. I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the Gentiles. Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Sing to the Lord a new song and his praise from the ends of the earth. You who go down to the sea and all that is in it, you coastlands and you inhabitants of them, let them give glory to the Lord and declare his praise and the coastlands. The Lord is well pleased for his righteousness sake. He will manifest the law and make it honorable. Restore, 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 Lord, restore. Who among you will give ear to this? Who will listen and hear for the time to come? Restore, Lord, restore, restore. But now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, you shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I have Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia and Ziba in your place. Since you were precious in my sight, you have been honored and I have loved you. Therefore, I will give men for you and people for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your descendants from the east and gather you from the west. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, I have formed him, yes, I have made him. You are my witness, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me, and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. I have declared and saved, I have proclaimed, and there was no foreign God among you. Therefore you are my witness, says the Lord, that I am God. Indeed, before you this day, I am He, and there is no one who can deliver out of my hand. Indeed, before the day was, I am He, and there is no one who can deliver out of my hand. I work. And who will reverse it? I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The people I have formed for myself, they shall declare my praise. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Put me in remembrance, let us contend together. State your case, that you may be acquitted. For I will pour out water on him who is thirsty, and floods on the dry ground. I will pour my Spirit on your descendants, and my blessings on your offsprings. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, I am the last, besides me there is no other God. Do not fear, nor be afraid, have I not told you from the time, and declared it? You are my witness. Is there a God besides me? Indeed, there is no other rock. I know not one. I have blotted out like a thick cloud your transgressions and like a cloud your sins. Return to me, for I have redeemed you. Sing, sing, O heavens, for the Lord has done it. Shout, shout, you lower parts of the earth, Break forth into singing, you mountains, O oh, forest, and every tree in it, for the Lord has redeemed Jacob and glorified him as Israel. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, he who has formed you from the womb I am the Lord who makes all things, who stretches out the heavens all alone, who spreads abroad the earth by myself. I will go before you and make the crooked place straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places, that you may know that I, the Lord, who called you by your name, am God of Israel. I am the Lord, and there is no other. There is no God beside me. I will gird you though you have not known me, that you may know from the rising of the sun to his setting that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, there is no other. I formed the light and created darkness. I make peace and create calamity. I the Lord do all these things. Rain down, you heavens from above, and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open. Let them bring forth salvation, and let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. Thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, and His Maker. Ask of me things to come concerning my sons, and concerning the work of my hands. You command me. I have made the earth and created man on it, It was I. My hands were stretched out to heavens, and all their hosts I have commanded. I have raised him up in righteousness, and I will direct all his ways. He shall build my city and let my exiles go free, not for price nor reward, says the Lord of hosts. I will make supplication to you, saying, Surely God is in you, and there is no other. There is no other God. For thus says the Lord, Who created the heavens? Who is God? Who formed the earth and made it? Who has established it? Who did not create it in vain? Who formed it to be inhabited? I am the Lord. There is no other. I have not spoken in secret in a dark place of the earth. I did not say to the seed of Jacob, Seek me in vain. I, the Lord, speak righteousness. I declare things that I write. Assemble yourself and come to me. Draw near together. You who escape from the nations, you have no knowledge. You carry the wood of their carved image. I pray to and pray to a God that cannot save. Tell them to bring forth your case. Yes, let them take counsel together. Who has declared this from the ancient times? Who has told it from this that time? Have not I the Lord, and there is no other God beside me, a just God and a Savior? There is none beside me. Look to me and be saved, all you ends of the world. For I am God, and there is no other. He shall say, Surely in the Lord I have righteousness and strength. To him men shall come, and all shall be ashamed who are incensed against him. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. I have declared the former things from the beginning. They went forth from my mouth, and I caused them to hear it. Suddenly I did them, and they came to pass. Thus says the Lord your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God, who teaches you to profit, who leads you by the way you should go. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel, their Holy One, to him whom man despises, to him who the nations abhor, to the servants of rulers, Kings shall see and arise. Princes also shall worship because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, and He has chosen you. Sing, O heavens, sing. Be joyful, O earth, be joyful. Break out in singing, O mountains, for the Lord has comforted His people and will have mercy on His afflicted. Who among you fears the Lord? Who obeys the voice of His servants? Who walks in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely upon His God. For the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her wasted places. He will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the gardens of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in it thanksgiving, and the voice of melody. But I am the Lord your God, who divided the sea, whose waves roar. The Lord of hosts is his name, and I have poured out my words in your mouth. I have covered you with the shadow of my hand, that I may plant the heavens, lay the foundations of the earth, and say to Zion, You are my people. Who says to Zion, Your God reigns. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of Him who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, Your God reigns. Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extol and be very high. He is despised and rejected by man, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. He was hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs, and carried our sorrows, yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. And yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering of sin, he will see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hands. He shall see the travail of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many. For he shall bear their iniquities. For your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. He has called the God of the whole world. He is called the God of the whole world. For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord of hosts, who has mercy on you. All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. In righteousness you shall be established, you shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you the sure mercies of David. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth, It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the things for which I send it. For you will go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Thus says the Lord, Keep justice and do righteousness, For my salvation is about to come, and my righteousness is to be revealed. Thus says the High and Lofty One who inhabits eternity, whose name is Holy. I will dwell in the high and holy places with Him who has a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble and to receive the heart of the contrite one and to revive the heart of the contrite. I have seen his ways. I will heal him. I will also lead him and restore comfort to him and to his mourners. I have created the fruit of the lips. Peace, peace to him who is far off and to him who is near, says the Lord. I will heal him. Then your light shall break forth Like the morning, your healing shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. If you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness, and your darkness shall be as the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a water garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those from among you shall build the old wasted places. You shall rise up the foundations of many generations. And you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot be saved, nor his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. As for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant with them. My spirit who is upon you, and my words which I have put in your mouth, shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your descendants, nor from the mouth of your descendants' descendants, says the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory shall be seen upon you. Then you shall see and become radiant, and your heart shall swell with joy. Because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you, the wealth of the nations and the Gentiles shall come to you. The sun shall no longer be your light by day, nor for brightness shall the moon give light to you. But the Lord will be to you as an everlasting light, and your God, your glory, your sun shall no longer go down. Nor shall your moon withdraw itself. For the Lord will be your everlasting light, and the days of your morning shall be ended. Also, your people shall be, all be righteous. You shall inherit the land forever. The branch of my planning, the works of my hands, that I may be glorified. A little one shall become a thousand, and a small one a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten in it in its time. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good things to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prisons to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn to counsel those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. But you shall be named the priests of the Lord. Men shall call you the servants of our God, you shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in the glory in their glory, you shall boast. instead of your shame, you shall have double honor, and instead of confusion, they shall rejoice rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in the land they shall possess double, everlasting joy shall be theirs. For I, the Lord, love justice, I hate robbery for burnt offering. I will direct their work in truth and will make them an everlasting covenant. Their descendants shall be known among the Gentiles and their offspring among the people. All who see them shall acknowledge them that they are the posterity whom the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its bud, as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. You shall also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of our God. I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord and the praises of the Lord, according to all that the Lord has bestowed on us, and the great goodness towards the house of Israel, which He has bestowed on them according to His mercies, according to the multitude of His loving kindness. Look down from heaven and see from your habitation, holy and glorious. Where are your zeal and your strength, the yearning of your heart, and your mercies towards me? Are they restrained? For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former should not be remembered or come to mind. Thus says the Lord, heaven is my throne, and the earth is my foothold. Where is the house that you will build me, and where is the place of my rest? For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your descendants and your name remain. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord God of heaven. Readings from the Book of Isaiah, New King James Version. Good morning. Hi, let us open this Bible reading. We're going to be reading God's promises for your every need. We got a little book right here from A.J. McGill, I believe a couple of guys that have been, it's called God's Promises for Your Every Need. So let's pray. Father in heaven, give us eyes to see, ears to hear what your word is saying. We thank you for your laborers that put all these promises together of your word. We pray for its effectiveness, Lord God, that these scriptures, Father, will change our lives, Lord. We thank You for our salvation. Lord, we seek to, f- to please Father God. And we thank You, Lord, that You've given us the Holy Spirit that lets us know that we have received power from on high. The Holy Ghost has come upon us. And we are witnesses to this because we're growing spiritually. We thank You for that power. Amen. In Jesus' name. Okay, I'm going to be reading scriptures that hopefully will intrigue us, okay, for the day. May the blessings of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. That one was for free, okay? Here it goes. First one is 1 Thessalonians 4.10. But, starts off with a but. But we beseech you, brethren, that you increase more and more. And that you study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. That you may walk honestly toward them that are without and that you may have, excuse me, lack of nothing. Masters, give unto your servants that which is just and equal, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Colossians 4.1 Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Romans 12.11 If they obey and serve Him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. Job 36.11 I go all the way of the earth. I go the way of the earth. Be thou among be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man, and keep the charge of the Lord, thy God, to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimony, as it is written in the law of Moses, that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest, and whatever that soever you do it. And what turnest thyself whatsoever thou turnest thyself. Huh. First Kings two, two and three. Okay, Proverbs twenty two, three and four. Through wisdom is in the house built, by understanding it is established, and the knowledge and by knowledge the rooms are filled with pleasant and precious riches. Proverbs twenty four, three and four. Proverbs 16.3 Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts shall be established. Okay, strange. You put one thought in. The thought is to commit our things to the Lord and hundreds of other thoughts spring out of that. Huh, and good thoughts. I guess thoughts of plans, thoughts of a good future, not of harm. Thoughts, thoughts that are pleasantly good from the Father God. Commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. We may think like it's brand new thoughts. Go here, go there. But the Word of God says those thoughts are already established from the foundations of the earth. giving us, Giving us equity, you know, substance. But seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. What things? Thoughts. There it is, thoughts again. Okay, and I'm going to read a long one here. Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 6, then verses 8, then 11 and 13. Listen up, take charge of your ears, let this go down deep into your heart or else, okay, don't want to mess with else, here we go, and it shall come to pass that if you shall hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shall thou be in the city, and blessed shall thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, and the increase of thy kin, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be the basket, and the store, Blessed shall thou be thou when thou comest in, and blessed shall be when thou goest out. The Lord shall command the blessings upon thee in the storehouses, and in all that thou settest thy hand unto. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth. And the Lord shall make thee plenches and goods in the fruit of the body, and in the fruit of the cattle, and in the fruit of thy ground, and in the land which the Lord swore unto thy fathers to give thee. The Lord shall open up unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto the land in its season, and to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail, and you shall be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If you hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day, to observe and do them. Deuteronomy 28. Amazing charge, huh? I'm going to be on top. We're going to be on top. Okay, our next scripture is Psalm 1, 1 through 3. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scornful. for his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. He should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in season, and his leaves shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Amen. Psalm 1, 1 to 3. The blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Thank you for listening. Got a couple more scriptures. First Chronicles twenty two thirteen. Then shalt thou prosper if thou takest heed to fulfill the statutes and judgments which the Lord charged Moses with concerning Israel. Be strong and of good courage, dread not nor be dismayed. Amen. All right, hang in there. A few more scriptures, please. Proverbs 3, 5, and 10. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on thy own understanding in all thy ways. Acknowledge Him and He shall direct thy path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be held to the navel and marrow to the bones. Honor the Lord with the sight and with the first fruit of all thy increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out of new wine. Isn't it amazing how we start to see that even in giving money, it's like acknowledging God, and you'll burst out with hundreds of ideas and fortitude to go places and do things and make more money? Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge Him you know you acknowledge him when you put 20 bucks in the church offering $200 in the church offering you're acknowledging God <clears throat> to keep his publishing his word for others to come to keep singing songs in this in the Sunday school with all the children are gathered together to be praising the lord in the congregation you know <clears throat> That he'll, he'll give you happiness, joy, everything you're seeking, trying to get outside pleasures, plus uh, first fruit of all your increase. It's amazing. We acknowledge the Lord, and He acknowledges right back with resources and what we need. One more scripture, Isaiah forty-eight seventeen says, Thus says the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God which teacheth thee to profit which leadeth thee by the way that thou shalt goest. Do you know where you shall goest? I don't know where thou shalt. I shall be thou goest. But the Lord knows where I should be going to profit. You know, I see nothing but salesmanship. I always fantasize what I, I should have been a better salesman. I sold quite a bit but I should have sold more, you know. Just to have stood there longer and, and, and waited for the next sale and use my faith instead of trying to go home and get my rights in between my siblings and my real estate associates and so forth. But to uh, be a part with me and God and making profit, you know, as a hobby. Learning how God runs this world and how to puncture it so we can get thousands of thoughts thousands of resources. There are people doing that, right? Bill Gates, for once, you know. You know, they acknowledge God, and that information was always there. The binary codes and so forth, put them together, organize them. Go the extra mile for the public. Don't let the public try and figure it out on your own. You know, put the little pictures up there in the icons so we can just press a picture, made it simple for us, for the masses. Thank you for listening to me. Let's go ahead and close this meeting with a moment of silence followed by the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. God bless you. We have a book review from Agnes Sanford, The Healing Life, First Edition, 1947. And she has a a long line of ministers in her family. I mean, from way back, they can... So the prayers have been pushed forward. So this is her introduction on her book. The scientific attitude is the attitude of perfect open-mindedness, writes Agnes Sanford. It consists in an unshakable faith in the laws of nature combined with perfect humility towards those laws and a patient determination to learn them at whatever cost. Through this humility, scientists have learned how to conform to the laws of nature and by so doing have achieved results. Through the same meekness, those who seek God can produce results by learning to conform to his laws of faith and love. The first step in seeking to produce results by any power is to contact that power. The second step is to turn that power on. The third step is to believe that this power is coming into us and to accept it by faith. No matter how much we ask for something, it becomes ours only as we accept it and give thanks for it. These three steps are made so clear in this book that a child can understand them. But something besides understanding is required if one desires real healing and that something besides is what this book proceeds to give. That something besides which Agnes Sanford possesses more than anyone I have met is hard to catch and put into words. It is something as evanescent and indefinable as the air we breathe. For want of a better word, I should call it the climate necessary for healing. In Northern Siberia, there's a Russian report used for whaling vessels in the summer season. But in winter, with the temperatures ranging from 50 to 90 degrees below zero, no vessel has ever been known to enter. The port is there, the wares are there, and all the avenues for shipping to come and go are there, but no vessel ever comes. It would be silly to ask why, because everyone knows why they don't come in. It's because it's the wrong kind of climate. Anyone who steps into the presence of Agnes steps into the right kind of climate for healing. When I looked over the manuscript of this book, I had only a secondary interest in seeing whether she had the technique of healing because I knew she had that. I knew that thousands of people who have never healed anyone in their lives also had the technique. But primary interest was in seeing whatever this book prepared for a world that is spiritually temperament is so far below zero, could furnish a climate that would make healing a living reality. To my great joy, I found that this is exactly what it does do. I therefore put it on my must list for all who wish to go all out in their seeking for the healing power of God. Agnes Sanford was born in China as the daughter of a Presbyterian missionary. She has lived for years in New Jersey as the wife of an Episcopal. Paulian Rector, as she has studied and tried every form of healing that has ever been known. Never have I met one who combined the metaphysical and the sacramental approach as she does. I have never met anyone more Christ-centered nor anyone more church-centered and yet more utterly unconcerned about the creed or lack of creed of those that she administers to. I explained to the suffering soldier boy that there was a healing energy in him that the doctors called nature, that this same healing life was in the world outside of him too, and that he could receive more of it by asking for it. Who, I'll ask, Sammy wondered. Ask God, because he is the one who made nature, and he is nature, and he is nature. But I don't know anything about God. You know there is something outside of yourself, don't you? After all, you didn't make this world. There's some kind of life outside of you. Oh, sure, when you're scared enough, you feel like there must be something. Well, then ask that something to come into you. Just say, whoever you are or whatever you are, come. Come into me now and help nature in my body to mend this body. This book shows how this boy and scores of others like him were healed through simple exposure to the climate of faith and love. If to this faith and love there is added the warm sunshine of enthusiasm, humor, and good cheer, there is nothing more to be asked. When you finish reading this book, you will agree with me that this is far more than a book of healing. It is a guide to redemptive, creative living. From Glenn Glenn Clark, St. Paul, Minnesota, and he's giving the introduction to Agnes Sanford's book. All right, the first chapter is, I, God works through us. No, first chapter is, God works through us. If we try turning on an electric iron and it does not work, we look to the wiring of the iron, the cord, or the house, We do not stand in dismay before the iron and cry, Oh, electricity, please come into my iron and make it work. We realize that while the whole world is full of that mysterious power we call electricity, only amount that flows through the wiring of the iron will make the iron work for us. The same principle uh, is true of the creative energy of God. The whole universe is full of it, but only the amount of it that flows through our own beings will work for us. We have tried often to make this creative power flow through us, saying, Oh God, please do this or that. And He has not done this or that. So we have concluded that there is no use in prayer because God is there is such a being. Because God, if there is such a being, will do as He likes regardless of our wishes. In other words, we doubt the willingness or the ability of God to actually produce within our lives and bodies the result that we desire. We do not doubt our own ability to come into his presence and fill ourselves with him, but his willingness to come into us and fill us with himself. My baby had been ill for six weeks with abscess ears. I prayed desperately that God will heal the child. My mind was so filled with thoughts of fear and of bitterness and these are not of God. God is love, and perfect love casts out fear. So God could not go through me to heal my baby, for there was a break in the pipe line that connected me with God. Nevertheless, his great kindness, he did what he could for me. He sent me one of his own ministers. The minister was a young man, ruddy face, clear eye, full of normal, healthy interest in people and in life. I'll go upstairs and have a prayer with him, he said. I don't think that will do any good, I replied. wearily. He's only a year and a half old. He wouldn't understand. What I really thought was, if God doesn't answer my prayers, why would he answer the minister's prayers? Oh, that won't matter, cried the minister, disregarding my feeble protests, and he went upstairs. Light shone in his eyes. I looked at him and saw his joyfulness, and I believed. For joy is the heavenly okay on the inner life of power. No drudgery, long-faced minister could have channeled God's healing to my baby. For without my faith, the baby could not have been healed. And it was the joy on the minister's face that called forth my faith. Looking at him, I knew that he had been with the one who come to give us joy. And so I knew that the baby would be well. The minister placed his hand upon the baby's ears and said, Heavenly Father, we ask you to send your life into these babies' ears and make them well. We thank you because we know that this is being done. Amen. The fever flushed died out of the baby's face immediately. He turned very pale, closed his eyes, and slept. When he woke, he was well, and he never again had had abscess ears. This incident turned on the light for me in a world that had grown very dark with futility. It showed me that God is an active and powerful reality. True, I understood very little about him. I merely thought that this visiting minister had the gift of healing. Now I know he had no gift except that which is open to all of us, the infinite gift of the life of God himself. God's water of life could rush through him, for the pipeline between his spirit and God's spirit was intact. He was in harmony with God. The life of God flowed through him, and could therefore be turned on by him for the healing of a child. He knew it, and therefore had the courage to speak with authority. We thank you because we know that this is being done, he has said, adding the word, Amen. So be it. A word of command. All prayers end with Amen, but usually the word is meaningless. The people who utter it do not in the least intent to send forth a command so positive that they would dare to say, when he wakes, he will be all right. This is one reason why many prayers do not seem to answer. God is both within us and without us. He is the source of all life, the creator of universe behind universe and of unimaginable depths of interstellar space and of light years without end. But he also is the indwelling life of our own little selves. And just as a whole world full of electricity will not light a house unless the house itself is prepared to receive that electricity, so the infinite and eternal life of God cannot help us unless we are prepared to receive that life within ourselves. Only the amount of God that we can get in us will work for us. The kingdom of God is within you, Jesus said, and it is the indwelling light, the, the secret place of the consciousness of the Most High, that is the kingdom of heaven in its present manifestation on the earth. Learning to live in the kingdom of heaven is learning to turn on the light of God within. We must learn that God is not an unreasonable and impulsive sovereign who breaks his own laws at will. As soon as we learn that God does things through us, not for us, The matter becomes as simple as breathing, as inedible as sunrise. But God is omnipotent, some people say. He can do anything he likes. Certainly, he has made the world that run by law, and he does not like to break those laws. Few of us in the north would ask God to produce a full-blown rose out of the doors in January, outdoors. Yet, he can do this very thing if we adapt our great houses to his laws of heat and light so as to provide the necessary necessities of the rose and he can produce a full-blown answer to prayer if we adapt our earthly tabernacles to his laws of love and faith so as to provide the necessity of answered prayer. Someday the world will come to an understanding of this fact as it now understands the miracle of sound waves. For one generation, miracles are the commonplace of another generation. Some say we will understand the scientific principles of that underline the miracle working power of God. And we will accept his intervention as simply, as naturally as we do the radio. Dr. Alexis Carroll, physician and scientist, declared that he has seen a skin cancer disappear at the command of faith. But that was not a breaking of the laws of nature. It was a superimposition of a higher law of life over a lower law of life. Thus, it was the fulfillment of the law of nature. It was one. Think. If one thinks of a miracle, not as the breaking of God's law, but as his own using of his laws, then the world is full of miracles. Miracles. I have seen pneumonia destroyed within 15 minutes while the patient's temperature dropped from 103 to normal and perspiration poured from his body and drenched the streets. This was almost as great a miracle as the miracle of the frost, weaving ever-changing patterns on the window pane. It was almost as great a miracle as the miracle of days and nights, of sunrise and sunset, caused by the never-ceasing swing of the earth, and the sun and the moon in a pattern of motion control and adjusted by cosmic forces beyond the ken of the astronomer. God does nothing except by law, but he has provided enough power within his laws to do anything that is in accordance with his will. His will includes unlimited protection, It is for us to learn his will and to seek the simplicity and the beauty of the laws that set free his power. Amen. He will to seek the simplicity and the beauty of the laws that set free his power. Amen. And that ends to chapter 2 of the book, The Healing Light by Agnes Sanford. Thank you very much for coming in. Bienvenidos, familia, a la junta hoy del Colegio Bíblico. Vamos a empezar con una oración, por favor. Padre, danos entendimiento hoy. Que tu nombre sea glorificado, que tu nombre sea honrado. Te damos gracias, Padre, que eres nuestro Padre, y por tu Hijo estamos bien. Nos, Nos has dado El amor de un padre. Y gracias por ese amor. Gracias por cuidarnos. Con el aire, la agua, la paz. Que Jesús nos trajo. Y gracias por estas es- santas escrituras. Que vamos a leer hoy. Y la le- lección. Por favor. Uh, préndalos. En nuestros corazones. Señor. Fíncalos. Para que no se mueven. Y no estemos repitiendo lo mismo. Gracias por ayudarnos. Tu honor, tu nombre sea glorificado. Gracias, Señor, que estamos aquí cerca a ti. En el nombre de Cristo Jesús y que la sangre de Cristo sea, sea sobre nuestras casas, nuestros corazones, nuestros ojos y pensamientos. En tu nombre hablamos y pedimos. Amén. Septiembre 12. Cambia la imagen por Kenneth Copeland. Romanos 8, 24, 25 nos dice, porque en esperanza fuimos salvos, pero la esperanza que se ve no es esperanza, porque lo que alguno ve, a que esperarlo, pero si esperamos lo que no vemos, con paciencia lo aguardamos. Que suave, ¿verdad? Romanos 8, 24 y 25. Romanos 8. Deja leerlo en otra, otra Biblia. 24, 25, uh, para tener más mejor entendimiento. Sin embargo, si esperamos recibir algo que todavía no vemos, tenemos que esperarlo con paciencia. Del mismo modo y puesto que nuestra confianza en Dios es débil, el Espíritu Santo nos ayuda porque no sabemos cómo debemos orar a Dios, pero el Espíritu mismo ruega por nosotros y lo hace de modo tan especial que no hay palabras para expresarlo. 24 dice, Dios nos salva porque tenemos la confianza de que así sucederá. Pero esperar lo que ya se está viendo no es esperanza. Pues, ¿quién sigue esperando algo que ya tiene? Sin embargo, si esperamos recibir algo que todavía no vemos, tenemos que esperarlo con paciencia. Es bonito y, y es saludable decirse a, a uno mismo de alta voz. Las cosas no están aquí todavía, pero sí van a llegar. Si nosotros la, ten, la teneremos, en de veras sí van a venir. Amén. Una forma de oración así para tener, empujando al Espíritu, que sí, necesitamos nuestro pan de hoy, nuestras misericordias de hoy, la sabiduría de hoy. La justificación de hoy, la santidad, como dije, la redención de hoy y y la sangre de Cristo. Estar bien cuidados por el el trabajo que vamos a salir a hacer hoy. Amén. Sigue diciendo el señor Kenny Copeland, dice, según el libro de Romanos, la esperanza es ver algo que no se puede ver. ¿Y cómo se logra eso? Mirando con los ojos espirituales las promesas de Dios contenidas en su palabra hasta forma la imagen que queremos. Por ejemplo, una de las cosas más difíciles que hice fue enfrentar el hecho de que la Im- imagen interna que tenía de mí mismo era la de una persona gorda. No importaba cuánto yo trataba de cambiar, la imagen seguía en mi mente. Siempre estaba siguiendo dietas especiales. Debí de haber perdido o recobrado cientos de libras a través de los años. Por el último, tuve que admitir que mientras si siguiera viéndome a mí mismo como alguien gordo, mi figura externa seguiría siendo igual a mi imagen eterna. Recuerde que la fe es la que cambia las cosas, pero si no hay una imagen eterna de esperanza, la fe no puede hacer nada. Entonces decidí ayunar por siete días. Busqué en mi Biblia todos los pasajes que hablaran hablar acerca de la alimentación. Y encontré muchos. Medité en cada uno de esos pasajes y oré en el Espíritu durante siete días. ¿Qué estaba tratando de lograr con ello? Estaba formándome una imagen en interna diferente. Esto no es algo que usted podía hacer de la noche a la mañana pues lleva tiempo, especialmente si has tenido por muchos años la imagen eterna que está tratando de cambiar. Sin embargo, lo logra, acuda a la palabra de Dios y empiece hoy mismo a cambiar la imagen que tiene de sí mismo, transformándola en una imagen de esperanza. Dibuje el plano de su corazón para que su fe se edifique sobre ese plano. Sin embargo, lo logrará. Acuda a la Palabra, medite en la Palabra de Dios y empiece hoy mismo a cambiar la imagen que tiene de sí mismo, transformándola en una imagen de esperanza. Dibuje el plano en su corazón para que su fe se edifique sobre ese plano. Amén. Romanos 4, 16 a 21 nos dice. 4, 16 a 21 nos dice. Por eso, la promesa de Dios tuviera valor para los descendientes de Abraham. Dios no pidió nada a cambio. Hizo la promesa para todos los que confiaran en él. No solo para los que obedecen la ley, sino también para que la confían como Abraham. Por eso Abraham es el padre de todos nosotros. En la Biblia, Dios le dijo a Abraham que llegaría a ser el antepasado de gente de muchos países. Esta promesa se la hizo a Dios, Abraham, porque Abraham creyó en él, que él es único Dios con poder para resucitar a los muertos y para creer cosas nuevas. Ahí está. Para creer cosas nuevas. ¿Cómo creemos ca- cosas nuevas? Bueno, la, una escritura, la, la escritura nos dice que Jesús es, el, es la verdad, la vida y el modo. Las palabras nos dan una nueva imagen. Y que Dios es amor. Y Dios es Quiere que nosotros seamos sanos. Por eso leyendo todas esas santas escrituras. Como bueno. En primera de Juan. Segunda de Juan. Tercera de Juan. Habla muchísimo sobre. Lo que necesitamos en nuestros corazones. Le voy a dar un ejemplo aquí. La segunda de de Juan. Dice el, el, el segundo libro de Juan no el capitulo dice segundo versículo porque la verdad que queda en nosotros se dará para siempre con nosotros la verdad misericordia gracia y paz van a ser nosotros del Padre de Dios el Padre y de nuestro Señor Jesucristo el hijo Con verdad y amor. Okay. Y luego nos necesitamos amor. Para cambiar la imagen. De a rico. La imagen de estudiante. Imagen de. Quitarnos las malas imágenes que la pantalla nos ha dado. En, la, en tercera de Juan nos dice. Segundo versículo. Amado. Yo, a, yo oro. De que tú seas prospero en todas cosas, en la salud, así como prospera tu alma. Amén. Y tenemos que mirar de que nuestro cuerpo es maravilloso, hecho por Dios, por su gloria. Si nos miramos de que somos representantes de Dios, y actuamos bueno con esas santas escrituras en nuestros corazones. Amén. Yo creo que me estoy tratando de convencer a mí mismo. ¿eh? Yo siempre he tratando de perder esas 20 libras. más 20 libras y sería happy. Y le doy gracias a Dios que él. seguimos con la, la meta. Salmos 12 nos dice, tú siempre nos proteges. Sálvanos Dios mío, pues ya no hay en este mundo gente que sea fiel Todo el mundo dice mentiras y uno a otro se engañan. Ahora dicen una cosa y luego dicen otra. Tú acabarás con esa gente mentirosa y arrogante, con esa gente que dice, los que no sobra es lengua. Sabemos hablar muy bien. Nadie podrá dominarnos. Pero tú mismo has dicho, la gente pobre y humilde ya no aguanta tanto maltrato. Voy a entrar en acción y los pondré a salvo. Dios mío, tú siempre cumples tus promesas y lo has demostrado una y otra vez. Tus promesas son más valiosas que plata refinada. Podrá haber malvados en el mundo y la maldad ir en aumento, pero tú siempre nos proteges y nos defiendes de esa gente. O el Señor nos defiende de malos pensamientos. Esa gente mala puede ser en nuestras cabezas y las tenemos que sacar. Salmo 42, así como un venado con sed desea el agua de un arroyo, así también yo, Dios mío, busco estar cerca de ti. Ese es el rey David, o oh, no, este es de la, de la familia del Coré, pongo mi confianza en Dios. Versículo 2, tú eres el Dios de la vida y ángelo estar contigo. Quiero ir a tu templo y cara a cara adorarte solo a ti. Día y noche me he bebido mis lágrimas. Ok, vamos a brincarle aquí un poco porque ahora estamos nacidos de nuevo. Hoy las cosas positivas del viejo testamento nos nos ayudan. Son un ejemplo para nosotros. Aquí la última dice, pero no hay razón para que me inquiete, no hay razón para que me preocupe. Pondré mi confianza en Dios, mi Salvador, solo a Él alabaré. Esa es la respuesta por cada problema, situación. No hay razón para que me inquiete, no hay razón para que me preocupe. Preocupe, pondré mi confianza en Dios, mi Salvador, solo a Él alabaré. Es un hábito de estar preocupado, es un hábito de estar inquieto. Tenemos que enseñarle a esos hábitos de que poner nuestra confianza es un hábito también en Dios, nuestro Salvador. Es un hábito solo a Él alabarlo. En 30 días podemos cambiar escribimos por las paredes nuestro nuevo tratamiento que estamos a hacer para cambiar nuestros hábitos y darle chance a la palabra que se finca en nuestros corazones para que tenga fruto y le dé honradez al Señor y su palabra para que nosotros cambiamos y tengamos buenos hábitos. Este himno que sigue acá es del... Rey Salomón, Salmo 72, escrito por Salomón. Dios mío, haz que el rey sea justo como lo eres tú. Que nuestro futuro rey actúe con tu misma rectitud. Así el rey gobernará a la gente humilde con rectitud y justicia. Y en todo cerro y colina tu pueblo tendrá prosperidad y justicia. El rey les hará justicia. A los pobres y necesitados los salvará de sus opresores. Aplastará a quienes los maltratan. Que viva el rey, que viva mucho tiempo, como el sol y la luna. Que sea como las lluvias que empapan la tierra y los campos sembrados. Que haya prosperidad y justicia todo el tiempo que sea rey. Que su reino permanezca hasta que la luna deje de existir. Que extienda el rey su dominio de mar a mar y de oriente a occidente. Que las tribus del desierto reconocen su dominio. Que sean humillados sus enemigos. Que le paguen impuestos los reyes de Tarsís y de los puertos lejanos. Que le traigan regalos los reyes de Arabia y de Etiopía. Que todos los reyes se arrodíen en su presencia. Que todas las naciones se pongan a su siervo. El rey librará a los pobres cuando ellos le pidan ayuda. Salvará a los afligidos que no tienen quien los ayude. Tendrá compasión de los pobres y salvará a los necesitados y a los desvalidos. Los librará de quienes los oprimen y los tratan con Violencia, porque la vida de ellos es muy valiosa para él. Que viva el rey, que reciba todo el oro de Sabá que siempre se ore por él, que a todas horas se lo bendiga, que abunden el trigo en el país, que que se vean andular los trigales en lo alto de las montañas, que haya mucho trigo, como en el monte libano, que haya gente en las ciudades, como hay hierba en el campo. Que la fama del rey permanezca, que dure siempre como el sol, que repiten sus nombres las naciones cuando se bendigan unas a otras, que todas las, ellas bendigan al rey. Bendito seas, Dios Israel, solo tú haces maravillas. Bendito seas por siempre, que tu grandeza llene toda la tierra. Que así sea, aquí terminan los himnos De David, el hijo de Jesús. Interesante, acá atrás dice que fue un himno de David, pero se oye como fue Salomón. O o son los escribidores de David. A lo mejor escribieron esto, pero acá arriba dice himno de Salomón. Se oye como es el rey Salomón, pone sentido de que el rey Salomón es lo que hizo para la gente y eso fue su oración que Dios le diera sabiduría para ayudar a tanta gente y que la gente diga buenas cosas del rey que viva el rey que esté el rey bien porque si bendicimos a nuestros a nuestros líderes. gobierno todos ellos van a tener más entendimiento a cómo servirnos a nosotros a los pobres Y ir uh, haciendo cosas para que nosotros tengamos bastante agua, el, el baño, que se vayan la, las cochineras para afuera. Y se. So, no hay de. Hay que ser con, así como el rey Salomón. Cuando bendecimos al gobierno, bendecimos a la gente pobre porque ellos tienen, están tratando de educar a la gente pobre, ayudar a las viudas, ayudar a los huérfanos. Siempre tienen programas. O o, hablo mal, que es, sí, sí, a lo mejor hay unos que no, que usan el dinero mal. Igualmente que nosotros usamos nuestro dinero mal. Somos perfectos nosotros. Somos muy uh, muy sabios para uh, correr nuestros propios hogares probablemente que no y you no know? siempre podemos uh, mejorarnos es el más cuarto más grande de la casa el, el cuarto de mejorar <risa> salmo 102 dios mío tus años no tienen fin oración de un afligido que se desahoga en la presencia de dios hoga Qué bonito nuestro idioma. Versículo 1. Dios mío, escucha mi oración. Atiende a mis ruegos. No tardes en responderme cuando te llame. No me des la espalda cuando me encuentre angustiado. La vida es como el humo y se me escapa. Los huesos me arden dolor. dolor. Parecen carbones encendidos. Me siento muy afligido, hasta parezco hierba marchita. Ni ganas de comer tengo, y hasta los huesos se me ven. Es muy grande mi angustia. Estoy tan triste y solitario, como un buitre en el desierto, como un búho entre las ruinas, como un gorrión sobre el tejado. Hasta he perdido el sueño. No pasa un solo día sin que mis enemigos me ofendan. Hasta me echan maldiciones. Mi comida y mi bebida son mi propio llanto. Te enojaste, te llenaste de furia. Me levantaste para derribarme después. Mi vida ha pasado como las sombras en la noche. Me estoy marchitando como la hierba. Pero tú, mi Dios, eres el Rey eterno y vives para siempre. Un día te levantarás y tendrás compasión de tu pueblo. Ese día ha llegado. Ya es tiempo de que lo perdones. Nosotros estamos a tu servicio y amamos a la ciudad de Jerusalén. Verla en ruinas y entre escombros nos causa mucho dolor. Dios mío, todas las naciones te adoran. Las naciones te adoran, todos los reyes de la tierra reconocerán tu grandeza. Tú reconstruirás a Jerusalén y así demostrarás tu poder prestarás toda tu atención a los ruegos de los desamparados y no dejarás de atenderlos. Que esto quedó por escrito para lo que aún no han nacido, para que alabe a Dios el pueblo que está por nacer. Mientras Dios miraba desde su palacio celestial, se fijó en la tierra. Al escuchar los lamentos de los presos condenados a muerte, los puso en libertad. Por eso en Jerusalén se alaba su nombre. Por eso en Jerusalén se le cantan alabanzas. Todos los pueblos y reinos se juntan para adorar, adorarlo. En el transcurso de mi vida, Dios usó su poder para humillarme. Y para acortar mi existencia. Entonces le rogué. Para ti, Dios mío, los años no tienen fin. No me lleves en plena juventud. En el principio tú afirmaste la tierra. Tú mismo hiciste los cielos. Pero se irán gastando como la ropa. Y un día los destruirás. Pero tú te mantendrás firme. Siempre serás el mismo. Y tus años no tendrán fin. Nuestros hijos y nuestros nietos estarán a tu servicio. Como lo estamos nosotros y vivirán contigo para siempre. En realidad, a veces no entiendo uno de estos salmos. Ese salmo no fue de David. Hay diferentes personas que... Como la familia de Coro, Salomón, Moisés. Salmos de diferentes gente. Y ese salmo Dios de 102, pero ahora son interesantes, ¿verdad? Ahora nos vamos al Salmo 132, ese es el último Salmo, y ya se nos acabó la lectura de hoy, el último Salmo, Salmo 132, las promesas de Dios a David. Como padre y, y, y hijo como padre. Cánticos para los peregrinaciones. Dios poderoso de Israel, acuérdate de David y de sus sufrimientos. Recuerda lo que él te prometió. Dios poderoso de Israel, no pondré un pie en mi casa ni me daré un momento de descanso. No dormiré un solo instante y ni siquiera cerraré los ojos. Mientras no encuentro un lugar donde construir tu templo. Cuando estábamos en Éfrata, oímos hablar del cofre del pacto y finalmente lo hallamos a la ciudad de Kirjearim. Entonces dijimos, vayamos al templo de Dios, arrodillémonos ante su presencia. Dios mío, ven en el cofre de tu pacto que es símbolo de tu poder El don del templo donde vivirás para siempre. Tus sacerdotes se vestirán con propiedad y tu pueblo cantará con alegría. Dios mío, tú eligiste a David para que fuera nuestro rey. No lo niegues tu apoyo. También le hiciste estar juramento y no dejarás de cumplirlo. Tus descendientes serán reyes, yo los haré reinar. Si ellos cumplen con mi pacto y con mis leyes, dice el Señor, también serán reyes sus hijos y reinarán en tu lugar para siempre. Tú elegiste a Jerusalén para vivir siempre allí, dijiste, aquí pondré mi templo, aquí reinará siempre, porque así lo he decidido. Bendiciré ricamente los alimentos de esta ciudad y con abundante pan calmaré a hambre de sus pobres». Vestiré a sus sacerdotes con ropas de triunfo y el pueblo cantará con alegría. Aquí haré que renazca el poder de David, el rey que yo elegí. Aquí reinarán para siempre sus descendientes sobre la cabeza de David. brillará ya siempre la corona sobre la cabeza de sus enemigos. Virá ya la vergüenza sobre sus enemigos. Amén. Uh-huh. Vamos a seguir. Vamos a orar. Padre nuestro que estás en el cielo, santificado sea tu nombre. Véngase tu reino, hágase tu voluntad aquí en la tierra como en el cielo. El pan nuestro de cada día dándonos hoy y perdónanos por nuestros pecados. Así como nosotros perdonamos a nuestros pecadores y no nos dejes caer entre malas tentaciones, más líbranos de todo el mal. Porque tuyo es el reino, el poder y la gloria para siempre, siempre, Señor. Amén. Dios los bendiga, familia. A new commandment I give to you. John 13, verse 34. John 14, 15, 16, and 17. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered, where I'm going, you cannot follow me now, but you shall follow me afterwards. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for your sake. Jesus answered him, will you lay down your life for my sake? Most assuredly, I say to you, the rooster shall not crow till you have denied me three times. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father. It is sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father, so how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, The works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do because I go to my Father. And what do you ask in my name that I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son? If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit troop whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. A little while longer, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me, because I live. You will also live. At that day you will know that I am in in my Father, and you in me, and I am in you he who has my commandments and keeps them it is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and i will love him and manifest myself to him judas not as scared said to him lord how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world jesus answered and said to him if anyone loves me he will keep my word and my father will love him And we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the words which you heard is not mine, but the Father who loves me, who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I have been present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you in all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world give do I to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you love me, you would rejoice because I said, I am going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes to pass that when it does come to pass, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of the world is coming, and he has nothing on me. But that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandments, so I do. Arise, let us go from here. Chapter 15. so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all things that I heard from my Father, I have made them known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you these things I command you, that you love one another. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep your also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin. But now they have seen and also hated both me and my father. But this happened that the word might be fulfilled, which is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. But when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the father, he will testify of me. And you also will bear witness because you have been with me From the beginning, chapter 16. These things I have spoken to you that you should not be made to stumble. They will put you out of the synagogue. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God's service. And these things they will do to you because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things I have told you that when the time comes, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I did not say to you at the beginning, because I was with you. But now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you, But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you but you cannot bear them now. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will, he will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. He will glorify Me, for He will take of what is Mine and declare to you, All things that the Father has, has are Mine, Therefore I said to you that he will take a mine and declare it to you. A little while and you will not see me. And again a little while and you'll see me because I go to my father. Then some of his disciples said among themselves, What is this that he says to us? A little while and you will not see me. And again a little while and you'll see me. And because I go to the father. They said, therefore, what is this that he says a little while? We do not know what he's saying. Now, Jesus knew that they desired to ask him. And he said to them, are you inquiring among yourselves about what I said? A little while and you will not see me. And again, a little while you will see me. Most assuredly, I say to you that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice and you will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be hurt. But your sorrow will be turned into joy. A woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she gets given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for the joy of the human birth has been born into the world. Therefore, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. And in in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask, the Father in my name, he will give to you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full these things i have spoken to you in figurative language but the time is coming when i no longer speak to you in figurative language but i will tell you plainly about the father in that day you will ask in my name and i do not say to you that i shall pray the father for you for the father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that i came forth from god I came forward from the Father and have come into the world. Again, I leave the world and go to the Father. His disciples said to him, See, now you are speaking plainly and using no figure of speech. Now we are sure that you know all things and have no need that anyone should question you. By this we believe that you came forth from God. Jesus answered, Do you now believe? Indeed, the hour is coming, yes, has now come, that you will be scattered each to his own home. And you will leave me alone, and yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you, That in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. Chapter 17. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may also glorify you as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you had given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do, and now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me. Out of the world they were yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given to them the words which you have given me, and they have received them, and have known surely. And they have received them, and known surely, that I came forth from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them, I do not pray for the world, but for those of whom you have given me, for they are yours, and all mine are yours, and yours is mine. And I am glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world. And I come And I come to you, Holy Father, keep through your name those who you have given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you have given me I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. But now I come to you and these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled. in themselves. I have given them your word and your I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you have given me, I have given them, that they may be one, just as we are one. I in them, and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me, and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they might behold my pity. Excuse me. (laughs) Oh, boy. I and them and you and me, (laughs) that they may be made known perfect in one. I'm falling asleep. And that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me. For you love me before the foundations of the world. O oh, righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known you that you sent me, and I have declared to them your name and will declare it that the love which you have you love me may be in them and with them, that may be in them and in I in them that your love which with you love me may be in them and I in them in Jesus name thanks be to the father salmos 15 requisitos para vivir con dios himno de david dime dios mío quién puede vivir en tu santuario quién puede vivir en tu no monte santo Sólo quien hace lo bueno y practica la justicia. Sólo quien piensa en la verdad y habla con la verdad. Sólo quien no habla mal de nadie, ni busca el mal de nadie, ni ofende a nadie. Sólo quien desprecia al que merece desprecio, pero respeta a quien honra a Dios. Sólo quien cumple lo que promete, aunque salga perdiendo. Sólo quien presta dinero sin cobrar intereses y jamás acepta dinero para perjudicar al inocente. Quien así se comporta vivirá siempre seguro. Salmo 45 <coughs> Poema compuesto por la familia de Corre. Me nace del corazón decir palabras bonitas. Cómo quisiera tener la inspiración de una poeta y escribirle versos a su majestad. El rey es el hombre más hermoso y que sabe hablar con elegancia. Bien puede verse que Dios siempre lo bendice. Su majestad es valiente y cabalga con gran elegancia. Llevando la espada en la cintura, sale a luchar por la verdad, sale a luchar por la justicia. Con el poder de su brazo realiza grandes hazañas y sale victorioso. Traspasa con sus flechas el corazón de sus enemigos. El paso de su majestad se rinde las naciones. Su majestad, su reinado como el de Dios durará para siempre y usará su poder en favor de la justicia. Su majestad se complace en lo bueno y rechaza la injusticia. Dios lo hizo, su rey favorito, el rey más feliz de la tierra. De sus vestidos brota el aroma de infinísimo perfumes. Desde los palacios de marfil se oye música de arpas que lo llenan de alegría. La más bella princesa son las demás de su corte. Sentada su mano derecha... Es la futura reina vestida con finas telas de oro. Escúchame, princesa, préstame atención. Ya no piensas en tu pueblo. Ya no llores por tus padres. Su majestad te desea tu hermosura lo cautiva. Harás todo lo que te pida, pues pronto serás tu esposo. Los principios de tiro llenarán de regalos. Oh, Kirok, ese fue Salmo 45 no es escrito por el rey Salomón, es por la familia de coro y en realidad no lo no lo entiendo, si está hablando, hablando de Jesús y, o hablando del rey David, uno de los otros. Okay, vamos a movernos al 45 al 75, a ver si es del rey David. No, este es de otro. Este se llama Asaf, himno de Asaf. Gracias, nuestro Dios. Hablemos de tus maravillas, pues estás cerca de nosotros. Tú has dicho, ya he puesto la flecha cuando voy a hacer justicia. Podrá temblar la tierra con todos sus habitantes, pero yo mantendré firme sus bases. A los orgullosos les mando que no se crean tan importantes. A los malvados les ordeno que no sean orgullosos, que no presuman de su poder ni se sientan superiores. Los elogios no vienen del este, ni del oeste, ni del sur. Vienen de Dios, que es el juez. A unos les quita el poder y a otros se los da. Dios está muy enojado y está listo para castigar. Cuando pierda la paciencia, dará reina suelta a su enojo. Y todos los malvados de la tierra tendrán su merecido. Yo siempre hablaré del Dios de Israel y le cantaré himnos. Dios acabará con el poder de todos los malvados, pero aumentará el poder de los justos. Amén. Deja mirar otra diferente versión de la nueva versión internacional. A ver qué dice por este salmo. Dice, te damos gracias, oh Dios, te damos gracias e invocamos tu nombre. Todos hablan de tus obras portentosas. Tú dices, cuando yo lo decía, juzgaré con justicia. Cuando se estremece la tierra con todos sus habitantes, yo soy quien afirma sus columnas. No sean alterneros, digo a los altivos, no sean soberbios, ordeno a los impios, no hagan gala de soberbia contra el cielo, ni hablen con aires de suficiencia. La exaltación no viene del oriente, ni del occidente, ni del sur, sino que es Dios el que juzga y nos humilla y a otros exalta. En la mano del Señor hay una copa, es espumante, vino mezclado con especias, Cuando él lo derrame, todos los impios de la tierra habrán de beberlo hasta las heces. Yo hablaré de estos siempre. Cantaré salmos a Dios de Jacob, aniquilaré la altivez de todos los impios y exaltaré el poder de los justos. Amén. Okidok. Ahora nos vamos a Salmos 105. Pero mejor vamos a leer Salmos 103, 104 y 105. Salmo de David. Alaba, alma mía, al Señor. Alabe todo mi ser, su santo nombre. Alaba, alma mía, al Señor, y no te olvides ninguno de sus beneficios. Él perdona todos tus pecados y sana todas tus dolencias. Él rescata tu vida del sepulcro y te cubre de amor y compasión. El colma de bienes tu vida y te rejuvenece como a las águilas. El Señor hace justicia y defiende a todos los oprimidos. Dio a conocer sus caminos a Moisés, reveló sus obras al pueblo de Israel. El Señor es clemente y compasivo, lento para la ira y grande en amor. No sostiene para siempre su querella, ni guarda rencor eternamente. No nos trata conforme a nuestros pecados, ni nos paga según nuestras maldades. Tan grande es tu amor por los que le temen, como alto es el cielo sobre la tierra. Tan lejos de nosotros echó nuestras transgresiones, como lejos del oriente está el occidente. Tan compasivo es el Señor con los que le temen, con los que en un padre con sus hijos es un padre. Él conoce nuestra condición, sabe que somos de barro. El hombre es como la hierba, sus días florecen como la flor del campo. Sacud y por el viento, desaparece sin dejar rostro alguno. Pero el amor del Señor es eterno y siempre está con los que le temen. Su justicia está con los hijos de sus hijos, con los que cumplen su pacto y se acuerdan de sus preceptos para ponerlos por obra. El Señor ha establecido su trono en el cielo, su reino domina sobre todos. Alaben al Señor ustedes, sus ángeles, paladines que ejecutan su palabra y obedecen su mandato. Alaben al Señor todos sus ejércitos, siervos suyos que cumplen su voluntad. Alaben al Señor todas sus obras en todos los ámbitos de su dominio. Alaba, al Señor, Alma mía alaba el Señor. Amén. Ahora nos vamos a la, la nueva translución de el Salmo ciento cuatro. Con todo mi corazón alabo al Señor. Señor mi Dios, qué grande eres. Tú vistes la de gloria y honor. Te vistes. Estás envuelto de luz como un un manto. Extiendes los cielos sobre la tierra como si fueran un velo, velo. Tú construiste tu hogar por encima de los cielos. Usas las oscuras nubes como carruaje y cruzas el cielo con las alas del viento. Hiciste de los vientos tus ángeles y de esas las llamas de fuego tus siervos. Tú pusiste la tierra sobre una base sólida y jamás será removida. La cubristes con el mar como si fuera un vestido y el agua cubrió todas las montañas. Pero restaste las aguas y salieron huyendo. Tu boca emitió trueno y se fueron corriendo. El agua corrió hacia abajo desde las montañas, llegó a los valles y luego el lugar de las avias asignado, tú pusiste los límites de los mares para que el agua nunca volviera a cubrir la tierra. Tú haces que el agua fluya de los manantiales hasta los ríos que baje desde las montañas. Las corrientes de agua alimentan a los animales del campo. Todos los animalitos se acercan a ellas para beber. Las aves se acercan a los manantiales y cantan en las ramas de los árboles. Dios riega las montañas desde su hogar en lo alto. Con el fruto de sus obras, la tierra se sacia. Hace crecer la hierba para que se alimenten los animales y las plantas que el ser humano cultiva para obtener su alimento de lo que produce la tierra. El vino que alegra el ánimo, el aceite que suaviza la piel y el alimento que sostiene al ser humano. Los árboles del Señor están saciados los cedros de libano que Él plantó. En ellos hacen las aves sus nidos y los pinos vive la cigüeña. Las altas montañas son el hogar de la cabra, en los peñascos se refugia el Daman, tú nos diste la luna para mostrarnos cuando comienzan los días festivos y el sol que sabe cuándo ocultarse. Tú haces la oscuridad y llega la noche. Entonces salen los animales del bosque. Los leones rueguen, cuando agarran su presa, le piden su comida a Dios. Entonces sale el sol. Los animales regresan a su habitación a descansar. Y la gente sale a trabajar hasta el anochecer. Señor, qué numerosas son tus obras. Todas ellas nos muestran tu sabiduría. La tierra está llena de tus criaturas. Ahí está el mar tan inmenso donde viven tantas criaturas. Hay criaturas grandes y pequeñas. Son muchas imposibles de contar. Los barcos viajan por el mar mientras juega allí el leviatán la criatura que tú hiciste. Todos ellos dependen de ti. Tú les das su alimento en el momento adecuado. Tú les das y ellos recogen. Abres tus manos y come, comen hasta quedar satisfechos. Cuando te alejas de ellos, se asustan. Si les quitas el aliento, mueren y se vuelven polvo de nuevo. Pero cuando tú envías su espíritu, ellos recobran su salud. Y así haces que la faz de la tierra se renueve. Que la gloria del Señor permanezca para siempre, que el Señor disfrute de su creación. Basta con el miré a la tierra para que ella tiemble. Toca las montañas y ellas echan humo. Mientras yo tenga vida, cantaré al Señor, cantaré alabanzas a mi Dios. Espero que mis pensamientos alegren al Señor, porque yo soy feliz con Él. Que los pecadores desaparezcan con la tierra, que los perversos desaparezcan para siempre. Con todo mi corazón alabé al Señor. Aleluya. Salmo 105: Cuéntales a los pueblos sus obras. Den gracias al Señor, alaben su nombre. Cuéntales a las naciones lo que ha hecho. Entonces canciones de alabanza a Dios hablen de las maravillas que Él hace. Entonen canciones de alabanza a Dios. Siéntanse orgullosos de su santo nombre. Que se alegre el corazón de los que buscan al Señor. Busquen fortaleza en el Señor. Recurran siempre a su ayuda. Recuerden sus señales y milagros y las decisiones justas que ha dictado. Recuérdenlo ustedes, descendientes de Abraham, su siervo, ustedes, hijos de Jacob, él, el elegido. El Señor es nuestro Dios. Sus justas decisiones tienen vigencia en el mundo entero. Él recuerda siempre su pacto. Por mil generaciones será el fiel a sus promesas mantendrá el pacto que hizo con Abraham, la promesa que le hizo a Isaac. Y luego la confirmó como lea a Jacob como pacto eterno para Israel. Dios dijo, te daré la tierra de Canaán como la gerencia que te corresponde. Aun cuando eran pocos, unos cuantos extranjeros en la tierra que viajaban de nación en nación de un reino a otro, Dios no permitió que nadie los oprimiera, sino que les advirtió a los reyes, no toquen a mis elegidos, ni le hagan daño a mis profetas. Dios hizo que hubiera hambre en aquella tierra, les destruyó todo su alimento. Pero Dios envió delante de ellos a un hombre llamado José, que había sido vendido como esclavo. Ataron una cadena a sus pies y lo y le pusieron un arro de hierro en su cuello. José fue esclavo hasta que sucedió lo que él había anunciado. La promesa del Señor que José había recibido lo ponía a prueba continuamente. Así que el rey de Egipto lo liberó. El líder de la nación lo sacó de la prisión. Él puso a José a cargo de su casa y de todo lo que el rey posecía para que les enseñaran a los otros líderes y les comunicara sabiduría a los ancianos. Entonces Israel vino a Egipto. Jacob vivió en el país de Cam. Dios hizo que su pueblo creciera en gran número. Se volvieron más poderosos que sus enemigos. Entonces hizo que los egipcios comenzaran a odiar al pueblo de Dios. Hicieron planes contra los siervos de él. Entonces Dios envió a su siervo Moisés y a Aarón, su servidor elegido. Ellos hicieron muchas señales y maravillas en el país de Cam. Dios envió la más terrible oscuridad, pero los egipcios no le prestaron atención. Así que convirtió el agua en sangre y todos los peces murieron. El país de los egipcios se llenó de ranas, incluso la habitación del rey. Dios dio la orden y las moscas y los insectos invadieron todo el país. Dios hizo que la lluvia se convirtiera en granizo y hizo caer fuertes rayos sobre la ciudad. Dios destruyó sus cultivos y sus plantas Hizo astillas hasta el último árbol del país. Dio la orden y llegaron las langostas. El número de las larvas de langosta era incontable. Destruyeron todas las plantas del país, se comieron todos los cultivos. Entonces les quitó la vida a todos los hijos mayores de las familias del país, el primer fruto de su vigor. Luego, Sacó a su pueblo de Egipto cargado de oro y plata. Ningún de entre sus tribus tropezó. Luego sacó a su pueblo de Egipto cargado de oro y plata. Egipto estaba feliz de verlos salir porque los dominaba el miedo que les tenían. Dios desplegó una nube para cubrirlos. Y un fuego que los alumbrara de noche. La gente le pidió comida y Dios les dio cordornices, Les envió desde el cielo pan en abundancia. Abrió la roca y de ella salió agua por montones. La cual corrió como un río en medio del desierto. Dios recordó las promesas sagradas que había hecho a su siervo Abraham. Dios sacó a su pueblo elegido. Salieron felices dando gritos de alegría. Luego le dio a su pueblo la tierra en que otros vivían. Recibieron lo que otros habían trabajado. Dios hizo esto para que su pueblo obedeciera sus leyes y siguiera sus enseñanzas. Alabado sea el Señor. Amén. Ahora Salmo 135. El Señor es grandioso. Aleluya, alaben el nombre del Señor, siervos del Señor, alábenlo. Los que están en el templo del Señor, en los patios del templo de nuestro Dios, alaben al Señor porque Él es bueno. Canten alabanzas a su nombre, pues eso es placentero. Porque el Señor eligió a Jacob para que fuera suyo, Israel le pertenece. Y sé que el Señor es grandioso, nuestro Señor es más grande que todos los dioses. El Señor hace su voluntad en el cielo, en la tierra y también en las profundidades del océano. Levanta las nubes de los extremos de la tierra, hace que caiga la lluvia y los relámpagos y que el viento sople fuerte. Dios destruyó a los hijos mayores de Egipto, tanto de seres humanos como de animales. Él hizo muchos milagros y maravillas en medio de ti, Egipto, en contra del faraón y de todos sus siervos. Él castigó a muchas naciones y acabó con la vida de reyes poderosos. Castigó a Sihón, rey de los Amoreos, a Og, rey de Basán, y a todas las ciudades de Canaán. Luego ra- repartió sus tierras entre la gente de Israel y su pueblo. Señor, tu nombre siempre será famoso. Señor, recordado de generación en generación, el Señor hace justicia a su pueblo y tiene compasión de sus siervos. Los ídolos de las naciones son oro y plata, productos hechos por manos humanas. Tienen boca, pero no pueden hablar. Tienen ojos, pero no pueden ver. Tienen oídos, pero no pueden oír. Tienen nariz, pero no pueden respirar. Así quedarán como esos ídolos los que los hacen y los que confían en ellos. Pueblo de Israel, alaba al Señor. Descendientes de Aarón, alaben al Señor. Levitas, alaben al Señor. Ustedes, los que respetan al Señor, alaben al Señor. Bendito sea el Señor de, de, de Sion, el que vive en Jerusalén. ¡Aleluya! ¡Aleluya! Ahora vamos a leer uh, Primero de Juan 1 a 5 Aguántense por favor Ahí va, unos 15 minutos más Primero de Juan, capítulo 1 Les escribimos acerca de de lo siempre que ha existido. Le hemos oído, lo hemos visto con nuestros propios ojos, lo hemos observado y lo hemos tocado con nuestras propias manos. Hablamos de aquel que es la palabra que da vida. El que es la vida apareció entre nosotros. Lo vimos y por eso damos testimonio acerca de él. A ustedes les anunciamos que Él es la vida eterna que estaba con el Padre, lo que hemos vid- visto y oído acerca de Él. Ahora les anunciamos a ustedes lo que hemos visto y oído, se los anunciamos también a ustedes, para que tengan compañerismo con nosotros, así como nosotros tenemos compañerismo con el Padre y con su Hijo Jesucristo. Les escribimos esto para aumentar al máximo nuestra alegría. Dios perdona nuestros pecados. Este es el mensaje que hemos oído de Jesucristo y se los estamos anunciando a ustedes. Dios es luz y no hay oscuridad en Él. Si decimos que estamos bien con Dios, pero seguimos viviendo en la oscuridad, estamos mintiendo pues no seguimos la verdad. Pero si continuamos viviendo en la luz como Dios vive en la luz, tenemos común uno con otro, y la sangre de Jesús, su Hijo, continúa purificándonos de todo pecado. Si decimos que no pecamos, nos engañamos a nosotros mismos, y la verdad no está en nosotros.